I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to the Setman Day Football Podcast. This is episode 54. On today's episode, we're going to talk the news as always. And then we're going to move around Europe, touching on France, Germany, and of course, Spain. Anyway, let's get this party started. So first up, Bayern Munich have confirmed the permanent signing of Kingsley Coman on a contract uh, until 2020, before Kingsley Coman was in fact on loan at Bayern Munich, and this is his second of his uh, two years on loan there, and obviously Bayern, you know, the star that Kingsley Coman can be, have confirmed the deal. You know, you think of the, his top performances off the bench in the Champions League latter stages last season, was an absolute phenom under Pep Guardiola, and, uh, you know, hasn't had that much of game time under Ancelotti, but with uh, the form of Robin and Ribery, but, you know, long-term, a great sign for Bayern Munich getting one of the most talented wingers in world football in other news Steven Gerrard is set to take over as Liverpool's under 18s manager which is a, a good move for the club uh, Gerrard being a fantastic servant of Liverpool and going back there um, you know, to take the managerial reins of the under 18s you, know, you can think of Gerrard he's been under some good managers you think of Gerrard Houllier Rafa Benitez obviously a number of England managers you know the one that jumps out Fabio Capello so yeah it could be, a, could be an interesting one to see Gerrard you know, see what he can do in the managerial world would he be pragmatic would he be pressing who knows? But we will see. Anyway, on, on this day three years ago, Steven Gerrard, in fact, slipped, allowing Denver Bar through on goal and, you know, pretty much ended Liverpool's title, ch- title challenge and their hopes. So it's been a mixed day for Steven Gerrard, some good news and some also some bad news. In a final little bit of news, Quadrado apparently has leaked the new Juventus shirt on Instagram. It looks pretty decent. The Juve logo that they changed it to is the 2J. It's quite an interesting move in terms of marketing. You know, Juve looking to command the, J- the letter J. Fantastic stuff from the Turin club, but naughty Quadrado leaking something that potentially shouldn't have gone. Anyway... Let's start our European tour over in France, PSG versus Monaco, uh, the Coupe de France semi-final. But in fact, Monaco didn't really fancy it. Uh, you know, before the game, Yardim telling journalists and telling uh, people in the uh, the press conference before the game that in fact he wanted to focus on Liga and of course the Champions League, which for me makes perfect sense. There was no Mbappe, no Falcao, no Lamar, no Silva, no Fabinho, no Bakioko. It was a very, very, very weak Monaco team. Almost a C team, should we say. Um, you know, with a no- number of young players getting a run out. And Germain probably being the only guy recognised. Jorge at left back as well, uh, a young Brazilian. But apart from that, it was all um, young lads from Monaco. I think it was a good decision. 
from Yardim, you know, the Champions League is huge, the biggest tournament in world football, a semi-final there, you want to keep your players fresh. And of course, Toulouse at the weekend would be their 57th game this season. They started, in fact, back um, in the Champions League third round qualifying against Fenerbahce in July. So they've been playing a lot of football. So it kind of makes sense. Good rotation from Yardim, but unfortunately having to bow out of the Coupe de France. The game ended, obviously, five goals to nil. Goals from Drax, the Cavani, Matuidi and Marquinhos, and known goal um, from Mbabe. At, for, you know, young Monaco right back. But it's, it'll be a learning curve from Yardim to manage his squad. And obviously in the future, potentially if he moves on from Monaco, you know, a bit more depth in the squad. We see how Zidane has managed that Madrid squad so well, which we'll talk about later on. Um, and it's something that maybe Yardim can pick up. But again, you know, bowing out of another uh, tournament in the semi-finals. It's been a fantastic season. The Coupe de Ligue, uh, the Coupe de France, both going out in the semi-finals and then the Champions League semi. And of course, top of Liga right now. Come on, Monaco. You guys can do it. There's not much, not many games left in Liga. You've just got to keep going through those wins. And I think it was a correct decision from Yardim, and I back him 100%. But anyway, let's move on to the big game in Germany. That, of course, was the Pukul, uh, DFB Pukul semi-final, <clears throat> excuse me, between... Bayern Munich and, of course, Borussia Dortmund. The game finished two goals, 2-3, to Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund going through to the final, which I think is a fantastic achievement for Thomas Tuchel and this young side. But let's talk Bayern Munich first. Uh, You know, some interesting moves this season. Ancelotti trying to get his style of football across to his players. I think one of the big ones this season has been, you know, Bayern Munich's lack of solidity at the back, you know, with Hummels and um, Martinez and, of course, Boateng sort of rotating around, but a lot of them being, you know, injured for the season we've seen um, you know Kimmich come at a centre back as well so it's been an interesting one Martinez though can have a a good game and a bad game of course against Dortmund um, you know did score uh, but unfortunately conceded possession uh, played a pass back to his goalkeeper which was inter- intercepted by Guerrero who sorted it away so it was a bad first little bit from Martinez and then obviously scoring from a corner that Dortmund just struggled to defend all evening but we'll talk about it a bit later on uh, but it's an interesting one is Martinez a centre-back for me absolutely not he's a defensive midfielder it was played there by Pep Guardiola and unfortunately I really think Ancelotti needs to push him back into midfield with Nicolas Schuller coming in in the, in the summer and Nicholas Schuller being the third choice behind uh, Hummels and, of course, uh, Boateng. It's definitely time for Martinez to go back into central midfield. It was fantastic for Bilbao there. It was fantastic when Bayern Munich won uh, the Champions League um, under Jupp Hekins. But it just seems like a silly move playing him at centre-back. He's not a centre-back. He's definitely a defensive midfielder. That's where he's played his best football in his career. And it's just an interesting one from Ancelotti, uh, you know, continuing using him at centre-back. It's just, you know, it's not for me at all. In the game, obviously, played out Dortmund uh, coming back from two two goals to one down. With Matt Hummels, in fact, grabbing the second goal for Bayern Munich, a fantastic goal. Something that you'd never see on a Pep Guardiola side. A centre-back appearing in the penalty area and side-footing the ball home, following some pretty decent play from Ribery on that left wing. But again, it's shows a transition and this is a massive transitional season from Pep Guardiola's Bayern Munich to Carlo Ancelotti's Bayern Munich it is very very different we will see the Ancelotti team I imagine next season um, you know being a little bit more counter-attacking based in the, the Champions League we saw them dominate possession against Real Madrid dominate possession against Arsenal it worked against Arsenal but in fact it should have been a little bit more counter-attacking based against Real you know opening them up on the break for the likes of Ribéry Robin to stretch their legs but it will be an interesting summer for them as well I mentioned before Schuller coming in for 25 million euros what a bargain that is unbelievable the best young centre-back in the Bundesliga 
going for less than what Wilfred Zaha is probably going to go for to Spurs in the summer. It's mental. And obviously Ruddy, Sebastian Ruddy coming in um, at defensive midfield. Obviously going to replace the outgoing Xabi Alonso to retirement. So I think the only thing uh, Bayern maybe need to do, obviously, with Schuler with Ruddy coming in, maybe uh, address sort of the, the right-back slot, whether it's going to be Kimmich or they will do look for someone like Benjamin Hendricks that have continually linked Bayern Munich with because they've got to get him. He's been so good for Leverkusen this season. We're perfect, you know, very, very young. You know, Ancelotti can mould him into the, the perfect right wing-back. But again, Kingsley Coman, a good sign I mentioned before. Uh, maybe if they do lose um, Costa, looking for another elite forward. And a guy that I feel makes perfect sense for this Carlo Ancelotti Bayern Munich is Antoine Griezmann. If they do gear towards playing a 4-2-3-1 next season, playing on the counter-attack, Griezmann would be a perfect second striker behind Lewandowski. That just That is just an unbelievable front two. Think about the work that Lewandowski did at uh, Borussia Dortmund with whoever it was behind him Kagawa or um, Mario Goetze imagine Antoine Griezmann linking with Lewandowski that is just I've just thought about it before and I just think that it will be absolutely amazing if he doesn't go to United go on go over to Carlo Ancelotti's Bayern Munich again it is a transitional season for Bayern Munich and Carlo Ancelotti is the right man for the job to take them further in terms of Borussia Dortmund this is great progress getting into a cup final where they will play Eintracht Frankfurt and you expect them they are heavy favourites in that game in terms of the progress this season I think in an attack they've been fantastic I think Guerrero finally playing left wing back is a real masterstroke from Thomas Tuchel and probably should have done it a little bit earlier on in their 3-4-3 hybrid with uh, you know 5-4-1 the, the, the wingers and the, the wing backs get a lot of the football with Guerrero there who technically is a very very gifted player it's a fantastic thing you know, you see the work they did for the uh, the Martinez mistake, obviously intercepting that ball, firing a shot, and then Marco Royce turning that in. It was a great move, obviously. Uh, tactically, could have been really caught out Martinez with them um, being pressed by Marco Royce, who was playing on the left, uh, playing left wing for, in the game. Probably didn't really think Martinez. Probably didn't think Guerrero was behind him. Guerrero nicked in there, shot and goal, obviously turned in. But that was that the, the counter attack that uh, Bayern got absolutely done on for the the second. Um, Sorry, the third goal was absolutely fantastic. Guerrero nicking it off Philip Lahm, uh, transitioning the ball very, very quickly. Great composure from Royce in the penalty area, and then the, the, the finish from Dembele was brilliant. But it was all on Guerrero nicking the ball, starting the counter-attack and breaking with the front three. Looked very much like what Real Madrid do with their front three and one of their wing-backs. Very similar to that, or Chelsea. You think of um, you know Victor Moses or uh, Alonso carrying the ball and then linking with the front three of Pedro uh, Costa and Azard. It's similar to that at Dortmund with Guerrero, giving them great energy on that left hand side. And credit to him for that. Um, for the obviously the first goal Dortmund scored and the third goal. And of course, it was Dembele who uh, put the finishing touches on that move and assisted the second goal. A brilliant ball um, played in by Piszczek in the penalty. A lovely ball to the back post for, of course, Abemiang, who had an interesting mixed night again. Misses chances but does score goals. He's one of those players that will get like four or five chances in a game. Will score one to two of them, but it is top quality movement his movement for the second goal was brilliant peeled off the centre half and a simple header into the, the goal but again Dembele what a season he is having his you know debut season at Borussia Dortmund and his stats are an absolute joke you know he's played 44 games for uh, Dortmund this season scoring 9 goals and registering 20 assists which is absolutely incredible he's been directly involved in a goal on average in all comps every about 100 minutes for a player of that age uh, 19 years old what a wonderful talent he's going to be and what a lot of wonderful talents that Dortmund are going to have um but you think about the old heads, the Marco Royces, the Abemiangs, they're going to be so vital for keeping um, this Dortmund team grounded. I think 
luckily for Marco Royce and his injury record, a big side isn't really going to come in from anymore, I don't think. I think he's he's going to be at Dortmund, which is great news for Dortmund. If they can keep a Bemiang with these young players, that is a great you know, great attack that they can build with the wing-backs, with their wide players. Pulisic coming in there, there's, yeah, it's going to be so exciting next season. But I think one of the things that Thomas Tufel needs to address is the shoddy defence. They need centre-backs. It's that centre-backs, not even one centre-back. I think they need two to three centre-backs because they just look so poor. You know, We saw how Bayern Munich completely bossed them on corners. Davi Martinez goal, they hit the post from a corner as well. And there's just a weakness between the right centre-back and the centre-back that teams consistently find holes in. And if you pressurise this Dortmund team in a defensive sense, similar to Pep Guardiola's Manchester City, they absolutely crumble. I think it's it's all on Thomas Tuchel to sign some centre-backs. They've not replaced Hummels and they've not replaced Subotic. Obviously, Subotic not being the guy for uh, Thomas Tuchel at Dortmund. Different type of player, more of a Mourinho backs-to-the-wall type defender. There's definitely some some you know money in the transfer window that needs to you know needs to be spent there. The perfect player, obviously Schalke fans aren't going to like this, but Howard is would be perfect at Dortmund next season. A fantastic player, capable of playing um, right back, left back, but also left centre back, right centre back, centre centre of the back three. So I think he'd be the perfect player, but obviously a player ain't going to go. A captain of Schalke ain't going to go to Dortmund. So I think they should look for youth. Continue this policy of getting these young players. Jonathan Tarr at Leverkusen has shown that he can step up. Um, to a better team maybe Andres Christensen obviously going back to uh, maybe going back to Chelsea this summer uh, from Borussia Mönchengladbach has, has done so well for Gladbach over the last few seasons tactically very diverse as well playing on the Lucien Favre obviously capable of playing in a back three back two the perfect guy for the job there so if they get Tar, get Christensen that could really complete this Dortmund side but it is exciting you think of the talent they've got Pasolak coming through from the youth team Julian Weigl Dembele Pulisic Emery Moore and Isaac this Dortmund team, if they can keep, uh, Royce, Abemiang, maybe get another keeper. I'm not exactly convinced with Berkey. They will challenge. I thought they were going to challenge this season, but they need a little bit more time to develop these young players. Very, very exciting time over at Borussia Dortmund. I'm excited to see them in the cup final against Eintracht Frankfurt. Again, eliminating the big boys in Bayern Munich in the semi-final. Anyway, let's go over to La Liga where the title race is still on. It was advantage Barcelona when Real Madrid kicked off after their win over Sosuna, but Real did the dot job against Deportivo La Coruña. A fantastic performance. Unbelievable performance from one man again, Isco, the star of the show. Again, it was the B team plus Marcelo. I like to call the B team, you know, the Real Madrid B team when they're rotating their side. How Zidane does that so well, but also manages those egos and players. So instead of it being the B-team plus Ramos, the B-team plus Marcelo. Marcelo this season, what a player, what a season he's having. But what I want to talk about Isco, who in fact was directly involved in pretty much all... So four of the the six goals Real Madrid going on to win 6-2. But Isco with a fantastic performance. We talk about the first goal first, um, Danilo winning it from a, a successful Real Madrid central press. If you haven't checked out my Real Madrid video, go and check that out. I'll talk about Zidane's 4-3-3, talk about how the system works, how they press centrally from midfield. Very good to, you know, the, the, the movement and the, the tactical side of it. Visually is very, very good. So go and check out that YouTube video. I'll show how they press through the middle. They're sort of similar to Mourinho's 2005 Chelsea team, a central press. Or you could liken it to Louis van Gaal's press at Manchester United. But again, winning the ball back, Danilo giving, transferring it to Isco. Isco head up, simple through ball from her after to head home. So you're thinking Isco, yeah, pretty decent player, picks up the ball, plays through a ball. Deportivo Lacarunya, who are they? But the second thing that he did in the game was absolutely incredible. 
basically intercepted the ball deep in midfield, took a few players on, a brilliant bit of skill, got hacked down, got back up, did a bit of a Zidane roulette, uh, and then again played a through ball for Morata to square it to James Rodriguez. But what a move from Isco. He's so, so talented, 25 years old. He's really at the peak of his career. This season in La Liga, he's been directly involved in a goal every 92 minutes. Only James Rodriguez in uh, La Liga's any, a midfielder who's been directly involved in a goal more frequently. And we're just seeing this from Isco time and time again. The fourth goal as well, Real Madrid scored um, another through ball. Fantastic. And of course, Isco banging in the... Uh, the fifth goal from a sort of left wing position um, with some obviously some fluidity Asensio cutting inside but he's just been fantastic in his last two games he's been directly involved in four goals that's three goals and one assist but you could argue in this game against Depor he just pretty much ran the show in central midfield and he's a great understudy to Tony Cruz it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this going in the summer I think he's too good for for Real Madrid to let go. I think he's not one of these B team players that they want to let go. He's starting to hit some real form, and whether um, you know Real Madrid do move on someone like maybe Tony Cruz, or they do move on Modric to evolve the side, Isco is the perfect man to come in there. And I just can't see Zidane um, really letting him go. And it, but it'd be a massive asset. You think of all these Premier League sides, like so Chelsea, Manchester United, all could do with an Isco. If you compare Isco's stats in um, in the Liga this season, pretty much outscores. Um, all of his counterparts in the Premier League. I think Isco, 10 goals, 6 assists, which is um, a very good only, obviously, De Bruyne on the assists and Hazard with the goals has done better there. Uh, and, of course, Eriksen with the assists. But in terms of your um, you know, your minutes per goal and assists, he's beats Ozil, he beats De Bruyne, beats Hazard, beats Mata and beats Christian Eriksen. Obviously, the stat I said before, every 92 minutes he's been directly involved in a goal. The Premier League's best out of those, that little sample size. Of course, Eden Hazard every 130 minutes. But it's, it just shows his quality and his quality from the bench, his quality as an impact player in these games where he starts. And it's, I just love him as a player. He's fantastic. And of course, Casemiro bagging a goal. Couldn't, couldn't be happier in this Real Madrid, Real Madrid win over Deportivo La Coruña. But again, flipping the advantage back to Real Madrid in the title race. Of course, Barcelona playing Osasuna and pretty much blowing them up. Seven goals to one. An incredible display. And it's the new Barcelona. Obviously, uh, Luis Enrique is going, but we're seeing uh, you know some tactical tweaks and changes. What we saw was a 3-5-2 against uh, Osasuna with Andre Gomez as one of the uh, wide players. He was on the right-hand side and Turan on the other side. So maybe if... um whoever's coming in wants to play a back three it's the perfect way to go but I love that Andre Gomez has shown some really good form in recent weeks obviously being hammered by the press hammered by Barca fans but really showing some good form at the back end of the season and credit to him it shows his, his work and determination to really make it work at Barcelona and obviously Denis Suarez as well coming in from Iniesta their mid- three man midfield was Busquets holding uh, Denis Suarez on the left hand side uh, of central midfield and of course Rakitic on the right hand side and that could be their midfield next season but it was all about the Messi show wonderful first goal is that Absolutely fantastic. Intercepted the ball, uh, did a few little kick-ups and then lobbed the keeper. Messi is just an absolute phenom. You know, Baz scored 49 goals this season. Absolutely incredible. His second goal as well was just classic Messi. Cutting onto his left foot, fake to shoot, fake to shoot, and then just smashing the ball home. It's going to be exciting next season to see who comes in uh, for Luis Enrique at Barcelona. But we are seeing this new side, Paco Alcanzar as well, grabbing a, a brace. So we are seeing a moving on of Barcelona. And uh, maybe we'll, uh, you know, potentially one of these big big players may be moved on. Maybe Luis Suarez. Could be quite interesting to see if any other big team wants to pick him up. But anyway, guys, that's been that for the Statman Day football podcast today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Until tomorrow, we're going to do a big Q&A with Nico Morales. We're going to talk Manchester derby. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait for the game. See you later. Good night. Have fun.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Acast and Befaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skide trætte af alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmagre.